What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by FMF WUSA. Husqvarna Canada Motorcycles FMF, as well as the Fast House. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line, a very special, talented rider. He knocked off his first podium outdoors this last summer, and um, he goes by the name of Mitchell Harrison. Mitchell, how's it going? Uh, good, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for making some time for us. Um <clears throat> Off-season is in full swing. Uh, it's a bit of a mu- musical chairs act uh, for uh, both the 250 class and the 450 class. Uh, dust has settled, and um, like I doesn't see you returning to uh, the Husqvarna team for uh, for next season. Um, like, tell me a little bit about your off-season so far, where you're riding, what you're riding, and uh, um, tell us a little bit about uh, like maybe the last few few months for you. Um, yeah, you know, the Husqvarna thing didn't work out, uh, for the life of me, I, I couldn't tell you why it didn't, uh, I thought I, I performed, especially at the end of the season, and, yeah. uh, deserved another round, but I guess I thought otherwise, uh, but, you know, Bobby has been very helpful trying to find me a ride, and, uh, currently, I, I, I do have something I can't say right now. There should be a press release, uh, I believe, by next, next week. Uh, very excited with what's coming up. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be something different. And I think it's going to benefit me a lot. Uh, but, you know, the past past couple of months, you know, it's been up and down, you know, just playing a lot of golf <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay. And just talking just talking to everybody, trying to trying to find something, and it's been it, it was struggling, you know. It kind of, it kind of put me in like a, a crappy place, but you know, I I know I have the talent, and I know I can get done on pretty much anything. So uh, I think this 2019 season is going to be really great. Absolutely. So to take kind of a 10,000-foot view of uh, your first three seasons as a professional, you burst onto the scene with uh, with Star Racing Yamaha, uh, a star-studded cast, uh, which I, I think the first year when you rolled in uh, included um, one of the, uh, both the Martin brothers, and it, it maybe that Maybe that uh, timeline isn't totally correct, but either way, uh, you had a ton of success um, with uh, with that that team. I thought, especially in 2017, Supercross nipping at the heels of uh, on the East Coast for Supercross. Uh, even kind of like you're well within the top four a lot of those races, and I think that's what got you your Husqvarna deal to begin with. Um, and then uh, this last year. Um, maybe as a whole, not a total uh, year to write, write home about, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, a podium outdoors and I believe a podium in a moto as well. So uh, there's definitely some highlights there, maybe not enough to uh, secure a ride for 2019. But um, good to hear that your uh, your former team man- manager, team owner, uh, more than happy to uh, like at least help you get your feet settled uh, once you're um, uh, like, you got your sights settled on on maybe a few less birdies and a few more on offs. Yeah, you know, 
my my first three seasons really not what I wanted. Uh, I did get the podium. Uh, my 17 season was all right. I got podium in the moto, and my Supercross season was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done what I expect to do in Supercross. Uh, I feel like I'm a exceptional Supercross rider, but I just haven't shown it. So that's what I really need to focus on this season. Outdoors, I mean, I've proven I could do it. Uh, I, I really, just last year I got hurt, which sucked, because which, I felt amazing going in. And I eventually, up towards the end of the season, I picked it up and, you know, almost got two podiums. I think I should have got that but streak, but I let slip on the last lap. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, I, I feel like I have a lot more. For sure. I think you've got a lot more to offer as well. Um, what was the transition like for you going from a familiar bike that you'd been on for a number of years in the Yamaha, a platform that's not only uh, gone fairly unchanged in the last little bit, obviously the 2019 is totally different, you haven't been on that, um, but a very solid platform, a familiar platform. Now you're, Then you, you jump over to the Kermali-framed, steel-framed uh, Husqvarna, uh, new team, new sponsors, new everything. Actually, you, you went from... Uh, uh, Rockstar team to another Rockstar team, so that was about as familiar as it gets. Uh, still dealing with James Hansen over at Rockstar, but that was pretty much the only thing that you kept constant from 2017 to 2018. What was that transition like for you? Um, I, I love the the Husky was a great bike. Uh, I felt a little more comfortable on it uh, than the Yamaha. It just I like the steel frame. It it just flexes. And it feels like it's a broken right away. Uh, as you know, the, the aluminum frame just feels, you know, stiff at first, which is hard to get used to. Uh, yeah. Some riders like it, some don't. Uh, I particularly like it as much. But, you know, I have been riding a 2019 Yamaha. Uh, so I think they made a few changes with it, and I think it's a, it's a great bike. Uh, uh, definitely some improvements, especially in uh, turning. Which was the major thing with the Husky Barner is that I thought the training was way better. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time. It's kind of a late signing with the uh, Husky Barner, uh, and then going straight in the West Coast. It, it was it was kind of hard to adjust to a bike that quick. Okay. Uh, but you know, I did what I could, and uh, I, I can't hate that I had to. More time on it, but I, I did what I could with it, and uh, you know, the Supercross season wasn't the greatest, so I mean, it fires me up for this season. Right, and as you said, it's a short series on the, the East End West Coast. If you have uh, a couple of uh, Bad weekends to start the season off. Hard to play catch up all season long, especially with the fact that uh, the the West series is a series that has a bit of an abbreviation in the middle. Um, you don't quite have that same kind of like that flow all the way through the season, and it's kind of like you say, kind of broken up. So it, it does get difficult to, if if you're not having success to have that ball rolling, and obviously if you're if you're not not uh, firing on all cylinders coming out of the gate, then uh, yeah, you're playing catch up. But uh, um, what was the where, like? What was the decision process of putting you on the the West Coast? Um, from like for me, I would assumed that a kid like Michael Mosman might have uh, ended up on the uh, on the East, but he uh, he ends up or on the West, but he ends up on the East. Um, now that you've raced both coasts, what do you like about either one? Um, kind of give us your thoughts that way. 
Um, I think you know, I think they put me on uh, West because you know you had Zach on East, and that that's their guy. Uh, I'm more of a I was more of a veteran than Michael, uh, so they're gonna put a, him on with the champion because they yeah. just want him to learn. And of course, for me, they were they were more expecting bigger things out of me. Uh, and you know, between the two coasts, I really don't I don't really have a preference. Preference, but the tracks they're both great. Uh, it, it, you get indie, but uh, last season that was the East and West. Uh, but you also have Oakland, which is just as gnarly and uh, rutted. So it, it really doesn't matter. It's, they're both hard hosts, and they're both fun to do. So I don't have too much of a preference. Fair enough. Well, uh, it's good to see that you, you're, you're comfortable with both. So uh, uh, you, you are available to, to anyone who might pick you up. And you got to mention that you got some news coming down the pipe. Um, so where, like you've, like where, where's this Yamaha come out, uh, come into the 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 fray? Like, where'd you get the bike, and why did you choose the WMX edition to uh, to ride? Um, the the Yamaha came into frame because uh, that that's what the the team's riding now. So, uh, so they got me a few bikes, and uh, I'm riding outdoors right now until we get. Uh, everything rolling for Supercross, and uh, I I don't know honestly I don't know what the difference between the WMX. Uh, uh, I was just the the, the white uh, uh, the white plastic with the cyan blue is a like I wouldn't say a girly bike, Matt, uh, Mitchell, <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely more girls might be more proponent to like that colorway. Am I wrong? Ah, uh, maybe so. You know, it depends on the girl. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Blue. Uh, but uh, I no, nah, it's just what it, it's whatever they gave me. I, I don't really have a preference on them. Uh, I think the white looks good, but I love those blue rims. Yeah, you do. Um, so, <laughs> is it safe to say that we can just uh, like absolutely uh, report on the podcast right now that uh, your new team manager for 2019 is going to be Chris Elliott? Uh, no. Okay. Damn it. I thought maybe I was being <laughs> sneaky that way. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I can't, can't say that. No, fair enough. Well, uh, I, I, if that would be the case, I would be excited for you. But uh, um, th- that's cool that you're on, on, on a familiar territory, improved territory, being on the Yamaha, um, uh, like from, from the 2017 that you raced. Um, what's your approach to training in this off season? Obviously you want to put your best foot forward. Uh, you don't have the same support that you had in years previous as far as a, uh, as a factory effort supported team, uh, like a star racing or a, uh, a rock star Husky. Um, like is this year more important than any other year where you're able to kind of dig deep and maybe uh, put away the golf clubs full time throughout the, this off season or, uh, like, well, what's your approach? What do you like to do for training? Um, well, I don't know if I'll put away the golf clubs. You know, that's just something that keeps your mind sharp. Yeah. Uh, Gotta have some enjoyment, it, too. It's something to keep you free. Uh, but, you know, I think this is going to be a really, uh, it's different. Yeah, definitely it's not a, a, a factory sport effort like Star. Uh, but I think it's going to be more centered around me. So that's something I've never really had. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, that's a lot. That's going to help me out 
a lot, especially as a rider. And just getting the team, knowing a team is just uh, just so focused on you. It, that's all you can really ask for. So I'm excited about that. And uh, it's really, you know, my dad helps me out a lot. Uh, he's more my on-the-bike trainer. Uh, he's super intelligent. He, he watched me. He can take little things from everybody and just and just tell me do that. And he, it's just it's an incredible effort between him and I can't thank him enough uh, for being on my side all these years. And then you know I'm training and then my off the bike I'm training with uh, Justin Boyd, which he's my he's been a longtime friend uh, down at the GPF uh, facility. And uh, he's getting his uh, degree in exercise phys- physiology, really smart. Uh, I trust him completely. And also uh, training at the W with another trainer as well. Uh, he's helping me with uh, more mobility and, uh, you know, uh, and, his, uh, he, and he's uh, Joe, Joe uh, Cancere- Cancerelli. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the whole W training facility is uh, – just helped me out so much. I can't thank them enough either. But, oh, for sure. You know, I I just I just think coming in the season, I'm just gonna just ride as much as I can. You know, uh, I know I'm one, probably one of the fitter guys out there. I, I take training very seriously, uh, eating everything. Uh, I just love it. So I think coming in 2019, I'll be in the best shape of my life. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. do it my way and it's all that matters it's not easy to do this shit my girl's looking at me to support her and i'm got a broken leg from dirt bike you see a lot of people that fall out of it it's all so based on results and being the winner that mentality of the 60s 70s that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 
90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. Absolutely. And if you're uh, associated with the uh, the W training facility, which is, of course, my training facility of choice once down in California, Johnny Louch, great friend of mine. I look to have him on the podcast soon. Uh, there's a high chance ability that you'll put be put in uh, uh, contact with B- Will Batante over at uh, BC Cafe, otherwise known as BC Fit Meals. Which is basically a one-stop, uh, one like a, uh, basically puts you in the left lane uh, to uh, fast track yourself to personal fitness and wellness. And the fact that uh, unless you are uh, super talented uh, in the kitchen, it's difficult to uh, have a, a variety of different healthy things that you're making on a regular basis. You might be that chef. I'm not, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Will definitely uh, has the keys to uh, keeping things tasty, thinking, keeping things fresh. And uh, I'd like to think that maybe. Uh, you might find yourself with a BC Fit Meals uh, cooler bag in your hand uh, in, in in short time. Uh, yeah, you know, I've never really uh, done anything with the BC Fit Meals. I've seen it. Uh, it looks good. Uh, but I have, I'm pretty dialed with what I know and what works with my body. So okay. uh, I do, I do, I do prepare uh, stuff on my own. Uh, and, you know, Justin, uh, my, also, my trainer Justin uh, really helps me out with that, and I get and I like to read a lot. So I, I, I the nutrition side is one of the best knowledgeable things that I I have. So uh, yeah, I'm a good chef. Fair enough. Like uh, so, what's uh, what's this week's meal prep look like? Like uh, what's on the menu? What what are what's some of your specialties as far as? Uh, what to make, uh, whether it be healthy or if, if you're just going in, going in for straight up, what tastes good? Um, like what, what's chef Miss Mitchell Harrison going to make me? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you every, every morning I have three pieces of eggs and three pieces of bacon, Ooh. uh, two toasts and, uh, just some, and coconut oil and some tea oil. Love it. Every, every morning, uh, makes you feel amazing. Uh, I know a lot of people are against bacon, but you know, truthfully, it's not it's not bad. Uh, and you know, I, I love the fig bars. You know, during my training, okay. fruit. Uh, and then Scratch Labs uh, has a lot of uh, good stuff to make. Uh, so I usually pre prepare some some of those. Uh, they're called Scratch Portables. Um, yeah, hopefully somebody's uh, listening to this and they'll give me a sponsorship. There you go. Stuff. We'll tag them in <laughs> the description. Yeah, perfect. And uh, yeah, and just 
have make a you know regular chicken sandwich. Uh, you know, have some pickles on there. You know, that helps with cramp a little bit <laughs> if I get them. And you know, just for dinner, uh, what actually Alex Martin uh, told me about is uh, this thing. It's called Butcher Box. I send you a bunch of uh, meat uh, for each month, and it's all extremely uh, farm raised, extremely healthy. Uh, meat that comes so uh, thanks to him because he is a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to nutrition and really everything uh training wise uh so i usually have like that for dinner or or salmon salmon's really good and you know just yeah it's basically a bunch of vegetables too you gotta have that Absolutely. Fresh fruits and vegetables uh, pretty much key to, uh, to any athlete's program. Um, and good to hear that you're able to, uh, to, to feed yourself and, uh, and make, uh, make you and, and Maddie dinners at, at some point. Uh, that's a positive thing to have in any relationship as well. Um, oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, she cooks me, actually. There you go. Um, but uh, to, not to spin the clocks back too far, but uh, this last year at Unidilla, and, and we do our, our post-race uh, uh, reviews every single week, and uh, you had yourself a, a fantastic Unadilla. You end up on the podium, a fantastic weekend for you, but of course that comes with the caveat that it was a mud race, and, and people still uh, like kind of reserve judgment until you back it up, and, and that's exactly what I said on the podcast. I want to I see Mitchell Harrison come out swinging at Bud's Creek, and you did exactly that. Um, possibly one of uh, your best rides of your professional career, in my opinion, uh, just the way you were attacking the track. You just seemed like a completely different guy, a new lease on life. Um, what did the success um, at Unadilla do for you at Bud's Creek? And then, unfortunately, the season ended shortly thereafter, uh, only one, uh, one weekend later. Um, do you feel like if you would have had the success at Unadilla earlier in the season, that would have maybe contributed to some seriously um, positive uh, results later on that season? Uh, I think so, but you know, I didn't. I it's tough to say, injury, but still. Uh, and that really set me back. Uh, and I thought when I got right back uh, racing that I would be successful, like I felt uh, before season. And that never really, that didn't come as soon as I thought, which makes sense. I mean, it, it, it still was a pretty bad injury, but, uh, you know, eventually I got up to where, I wouldn't say where I felt uh, preseason, but good. Uh, at Unadilla, that really helped me out, uh, leading and really being effortlessly. It was a mud race. Uh, but it just felt like I belonged up there, you know. I I should have I should have won that second moto. Unfortunately, you know, lappers, yeah, that stuff happens. But whatever, I, I'll have more chances in the future. Yep. But I think just leading and being up there really just mentally told myself, okay, you can do that. That's not that hard. And going into Buds Creek, well, the day actually started out awful. Uh, the qualifying thing, I need to get down. And I think I qualified like 20th or something. It was it was pretty bad. Uh, but when it comes to race time, I always seem to figure it out. I guess I'm just a racer. And I got two great starts and just held my own up front. Um, and unfortunately, on the last lap of the second moto, I let Alex and 
Justin Cooper by. Then mean hello by obviously, but it just happened and I lost the podium. So it sucks, but you know I gave it my all that day and uh, showed everybody that I belong up front. That you did, and uh, and from there I think that um, like not that you develop a bit of a chip on your shoulder, but it's just that that confidence that uh, I should be here. This is where I I, I knew I, I knew I should be here. Uh, and now I've got some evidence to prove that. Uh, unfortunately, with that, uh, you, you don't no longer have that uh, that top level, top flight team to support you to that. But does that kind of just motivate you just that little bit much more to uh, um, like sort of like come out this this uh, this next season, whether that be East Coast or West, absolutely swinging, absolutely fit, and uh, and and like finishing ahead of some of the guys that uh, were offered contracts on teams uh, uh, that you weren't? Well, it definitely fires me up that, you know, people didn't want me. So uh, I'm I'm coming out, you know, same mindset as always. It doesn't matter what, what team I'm on. I feel like this team's going to be incredible. So my mindset is to go out and win like I know I can. So it doesn't matter. I hope uh, – those factory guys can take it because I'm gonna come up and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be a contender. That you you likely will be, my friend. Uh, I I expect I like like candidly I expect you to be on the West uh, and doing so in Liat motocross gear. Um, probably and and likely their uh, their top athlete for 2019. Uh, I think that distinction would be between you and, and Ryan Sipes. So you might have to race. Uh, a flat track, a sprint enduro, um, motocross nations, a supercross, outdoor national, and maybe a Canadian national to like really cover his whole spectrum of, of what he <laughs> dominates at. But uh, you might just be able to be the, the fastest Liat guy uh, racing supercross at the very least. <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah, Ryan has it uh, you know, dialed every, everywhere else. Uh, I think he definitely has me handled in the woods. Uh, but, man, I hope I get that uh destinations for sure but for the u.s team for sure uh, puerto rico wouldn't be bad either but yeah absolutely uh, if, if you could do uh pull a, a justin barsha and uh at this point last year justin barsha jobless and uh and possibly not racing at all uh not to say you're totally in that position but uh, uh not a, not a, not a factory team to then being called to the uh the more cross nations team. If you could pull that off, that would be comeback rider of the year uh, category for sure. And uh, hey, if Barsha can do it, why not you? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Barsha is definitely a a great rider, and you know, on a stock bike, I think he still did pretty good. So mm-hmm. to come back and go to the destinations like you did, uh, I think I can do it too. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, like you're 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 in California right now. You're uh, a Michigan native, born and raised. Um, but uh, how, how often do you get up, get back to uh, the snowy, cold tundra that is uh, Michigan? Is that just specifically a uh, a Thanksgiving and maybe Christmas time, or is or is it just like, uh, or is that a redbud only situation? Well, my. The only person who lives in Michigan uh, right now is my sister. All okay. the rest of my family actually lives in uh, lives in Ohio. So, unfor- so I'm a Buckeye fan. All right, <laughs> so fair enough. Not a Browns fan though. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I don't know if I, I don't like NFL too much, so I don't know okay. if I like the Browns now. I don't like Mayfield. Fair but. enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> Buckeyes are they—they they were struggling this last weekend against Nebraska. I'm not sure if you knew about this. Oh yeah, I watched the whole game. It was just like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, they just got beat by two, and yeah, you know, kind of hurting right now as a Buckeye fan. But yeah, sorry to bring that up. They're only eight and one, and they'll uh, come back and definitely meet beat the Michigan, uh, the Wolverines. So okay. <laughs> We'll be back in the playoffs. There you go. Um, well, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, what's what's the, like? Whereabouts are you are you home based in in California right now? What's that situation like for you? And uh, and and what do you like? What do you not like about uh, uh, Cali? Um, I'm in Marietta, California, right now. Uh, my parents uh, moved down there when I was a rookie and just stayed. Okay. Uh, and so it's a it's a great. I don't mind staying with them because they're great people. I love them, love them to death. Uh, you know, in, in Cali, you got the traffic. That's terrible. Bah, uh, yeah. The 91. I, 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 I honestly love humidity uh, and the rainy days and just the trees, the green out, out east. So that kind of stuff out here. Uh, tracks are way better out east, obviously, but I mean, you get to ride more here because there's no rainy days. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm definitely more of an east coast person, but it, it's all right. I like the mountains, so uh, that's always a positive. I can just look out my window and see the mountains. That's true. Um, yeah, and maybe go and enjoy Big Bear at some point or like that. Do you snowboard, or is it strictly you're just hitting the links, hitting the links, hitting the links? <laughs> I love hitting the links, but you know I love I love downhill mountain biking, and I okay. do love the Big Bear every once in a while. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. I'd say go motocross, uh, downhill mountain biking, and golf. Wow, that's a uh, an exciting trifecta. What are uh, some maybe for some of the the California uh, golfers that might be listening? Um, what's your favorite course? Uh, what do you shoot roughly when you go there? And uh, uh, I understand there's there's usually some uh, some high-profile athletes that are rolling around those courses at some times. What are, do you have any star-studded moments? Um, I think my favorite course is I think it's called Temecula Creek Inn. Okay, just a beautiful course. Uh, my dad caught a baby rattlesnake there because he's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I shoot. Uh, I shot eighty-one the other day, which isn't bad. I'm trying. And you know, uh, you know, I played with the, I played with Jordan Bailey. Uh, I haven't played with Santorello. Played with Sexton. He's really good. Yeah. He beat me that day. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's usually just you know me and my my friends. I played with the, I used to play with Zach a lot, and then Zach Osborne, and then right, Rock Tickle every once in a while. So you know, we just have fun, but. So it's mainly just a rivalry between me and my dad, and uh, I have to beat him at all costs. So <laughs> I don't care what I shoot that day as long as I beat him. Fair enough. So uh, if, if you if you were a fortune teller um, and and you were looking forward to Anaheim one and uh, and beyond for 2018, what would you ex- what, what would you tell people that they're going to see from uh, from Mitchell Harrison 2019? 
Uh, I definitely see. You shouldn't expect a top five because I'm hungry. Uh, I'm a little pissed, and uh, I'm a hard worker. So all those combinations plus a great team is gonna is gonna put me up there. So watch out. Fair enough, and watch out. He's training at the W now, so he's looking for those Ws. Really excited to have you on the show here, Mitchell. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, I wish you all the best of luck uh, in the, this upcoming season. Um, this has been great. All right, thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, my friend. Um, the privilege is all mine. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast's sake, we're going to cut it off right there.